On today's episode of Solana Made Easy, we spent the entirety of the episode discussing Magic Eden's new MetaShield, the functionality that's going to allow projects to opt in to determine what the cause and effect is for people who trade their NFTs on royalty-free marketplaces. There was a lot of conversation ranging from hot topics on where they felt that this may hurt the ecosystem, where and how they felt that Magic Eden was overstepping with a monopoly-based focus on the entirety of Solana NFTs, and just general sentiment on other Web2 brands that have royalties, kickbacks, and fees by using their platforms. If you want to catch these episodes live, tune in Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter. But let's get into the episode. What is going on, NFT ecosystem? First and foremost, it's R&P, P&B on God. Shout out the man. Always got to kind of give some love there, of course. But thanks for everyone rocking with us once again for another episode of Solana Made Easy. If it's your first time tuning in, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time, talking all that sweet, sweet Solana Alpha, what we're buying, what we're selling, where we're making money, where we're losing money, and everything in between. If you got a hot take conversation to add to whatever we're discussing, please request to speak. We love new voices, love new speakers. Everyone here is welcoming as always, but man, the Solana ecosystem's got a lot going on. Ton to cover today. We got MetaShield from Magic Eden and what looks like a Coral Cube partnership. We got to talk about it. I know there's some strong opinions, hot takes, lots of thoughts going on with that. I don't know who may have caught Shillinville in space earlier, but it looked like we did have some things there uh, around Frank potentially coming back using his pseudo alias in Soul Sorcerer's page. Definitely want to cover some of that. And we did have for the first time, maybe second time, a 50K collection known as GMers drop today. That's something I'm completely clueless about. Hoping one of the amazing speakers up here, one of the dope co-hosts may have some more insight into. Would love to cover what we've been looking at, what we're feeling, where the market's moving. But man, as always, Manny, Frisk, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. You know, this uh, doodles thing got me pretty pretty pumped on the whole ecosystem like i know that's on the east side but it's got me excited you know like the d gods race seven mil like money's coming in and like when you zoom out and look at the macro like man we're we're doing pretty great if people are giving us money so i'm feeling pretty good no i do agree man it's always fascinating money get raised in a bear market the doodles thing's a little bit interesting. I'll watch my words closely because i know that they got a target on my head they love to uh shit on my pfp more power to him, I guess. But uh, nothing like going radio silent for 50 days before announcing a 50-plus million raise. That's great. Seemed like everybody already knew about the raise, so I was more interested as to how bullish it really was. Seemed like sales were flying earlier, but it's a good sign. Uh, it's all hope that D-God's kind of considering that too. Raise 7 didn't have to give up any of their IP on the D-God collection, and uh, it looks like Doodles may have given up all the IP. So two interesting takes. Seems like we got a little bit of value going on there. Two differing kind of value use cases. Definitely happy to dive into some of that and to kind of get some thoughts on it. But before we do, Frisk, how are you? Hey, uh, yeah, the doodles thing took me by surprise for sure. I definitely want to look a bit more into that and see what it, it entails. But we saw some crazy volume shoot up for doodles today, which is kind of well needed on the east side of things. Project Yin Yang also revealed. Uh, I sold both the top and the bottom of both of mine, so little, little mixed feelings there. But um, you know, good for the team. I'm not a fan of the art, so happy to whoever got it, I guess. 
Um, seeing those S4 Genesis, we can ca- call it what it is. I don't really know. I don't really care. Uh, Space Bro, Monkeys, that thing's confusing like the hell out of me, man. Collection. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if we even want to get into it, to be honest. But it, it's 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 doing numbers. So there's something there. Um, seeing some controversy around another Solstice collection, Space Monkeys, which is an SMB derivative. Saw some beef on the timeline. Nothing better than some great crypto Twitter drama. And God, I already know we're gonna go into the royalty conversation all this episode. So let's just let's just get it over with. Let's get into it. Not happy to. That's exactly where we're gonna start today. We got Meta Shield launching from Magic Eden. Little interesting. Uh, it seems like now creators have the ability to determine what happens if you do find yourself on that list of your NFT being sold on a zero percent royalty market. I shared my thoughts last night. I honestly, I think it was the best way Magic Eating could have handled it. Uh, I know I'm, I guess I'm a, a kind of an outlier on that, but giving the power to the project to make that determination is where I was definitely more bullish. Uh, just all things considered about it. A lot of people are still pissed that it's uh, technically like a, an editable NFT. You don't own the NFT then if it can be changed, metadata adjusted, whole nine. I'm curious what might happen longer term here. The NFTs that are immutable, which in turn reflects any possibility of that. I had a couple interesting conversations with a few devs around it too who mentioned the wrapping NFT, which even if it's immutable, could still have the same cause and effect on it. And we did have Frank highlight a bunch of stuff previously that they wanted to put like a tax or a repayment on D-Gods if they were sold on Yaw or one of these other 0% royalty markets. But I'm excited to hear everyone else's take on this, how they feel about it. I know we always call for decentralization and this is probably the farthest thing from it. But dude, I don't know. I was, I was honestly kind of happy that now there's something in place. But I want to pass it over to Sweeper. Sweeper, what's going on? Yeah, I think I have no problem with the projects making these decisions. But when the marketplace... Uh, does this and they're the you know the provider of the service it just is a really bad look it's not you know good for the uh, ecosystem in my opinion I, time and time again Magic Eden has the stakeholder that is the user at the lowest you know lowest priority lowest importance I don't know at what point will they understand that you know their users are the reasons why they get their valuations from their investors, right? Like if say we're dissatisfied by them and we go somewhere else, you know, the money stops flowing. So, you know, they always talk about being so pro community, pro community. You know, a lot of people are in the community. A lot of people are pretty upset about this. I mean, I think, you know, maybe having a third party do this, that's a different story, but them doing it, not a good look. I say the same thing about the launch pad. And I think, um, it's going to come back. This this might be one of the first like actual big mistakes, misspe- uh, missteps. Well, Sweeper, when you say it's a misstep here, I'm just more curious to conversation because to me, the way that I read it, the ability for a project to utilize it, it doesn't mean it's forced. This gives uh, kind of a project an opportunity than hiring a, a direct dev to drive this change. I'm sure this, this type of thing does cut into Magic Eden's royalty as well. But I, I'm curious why you say it's a misstep. I would say it's a misstep because they are doing it, right? Like, as the person in the community, when I interact with Magic Eden, you know, as a user, they should be looking out after the user, like, the user doing the best possible, right? Because we're their stakeholders. We're basically their most important commodity they have because without us, you know, they don't get their valuation to be so high because, you know, 
companies don't really, the investor doesn't just look at, you know, the amount of money they raise. They look at all these other metrics. I would say it just, it's the second time that, you know, they keep on doing this where they put their profits over rate uh, the community. And they always say they're pro community. I think if say they had another arm, they had like another company doing this, right? Like a third party allowing the projects to do this. That's a completely different situation. Then all the uh, users can get mad at that that group. But when you know you had the launch pad that rugs you, then you have this entity. That, like, let's say I'm on hyperspaces and I, you know, sweep a, a NFT from y'all because you know I always want best execution, right? Um, and I get a lower price, and then I try to sell it on Magic Eden, and it's blurred. I mean, I feel like that should be more of a project issue. Not a um, like the project should, you know, maybe not give you access to the discord, maybe not give you like if they have a shit coin, you shouldn't be able to receive that shit coin. But to actually mess with the NFT, it just goes to the point where like these NFTs aren't real, right? They're just fucking they're make they're they made they're made up, right? It's almost like there's a database with images and they can just delete them at will, right? Like I think it, it just it messes with the illusion too much. You can't can't mess with this illusion that much. That's my point. <laughs> I, I like to take their sweeper. I think that part of this too, it, it's tough when a marketplace is giving all of these tools because to your point, if it was an extension of that, I think there'd be a lot less flack. Similar, I think of like phase protocol that's launching here. I don't even know when, but that's going to be some form of a utility that projects can enable or opt into. So I think the reception of this would be different if it wasn't directly from a marketplace. But it is only day one with this. We have not seen any projects fully use any of the functionality yet. So I think that there's still a lot of time for iterations and change off of it. I am just happy to see adaption and kind of pivoting in general. So I think that's going to lead to more conversations and hopefully a change in general. I've always stated I'm bullish on royalties. It's kind of the ethos of web. People talk about the creators getting paid back in perpetuity for life. So that's where I'm like, this is kind of a, a crazy thing here that now there's ways to go around it. Metaplex has said theoretically that they could hard code royalties, but won't be doing so. So I think this is just another option for that. But I want to hit your hands. JS, what's happening? Yeah, man. I think this is really short-sighted out of Magic Eden. Um, we've seen a couple of their decisions that are just like, huh? Does that really make sense long-term? And I think, like Sweeper said, I think this may be the one that kind of starts to break the camel's back. You know, we're adding straws for sure. Um, because as a marketplace, you are representing both creators and sellers because you are serving that middleman. But, you know, if there's no volume and you don't kind of appeal to your consumers uh, and what their desires are, then you're not going to have any volume because the creators are always looking for the next marketplace to list on. And I think Magic Eden definitely has lacked on the PR side towards consumers. I've seen tweets on uh, from pretty you know, notable people saying, okay, I'm going to use y'all and set the royalties to whatever they are and, you know, do it that way. Just because Magic Eden is becoming so kind of almost centralized. And, you know, this is this, this does kind of skirt the line between Web 3 and, you know, is this Web 2.5? Are we going to have another solution past Magic Eden years from now? But I think this is not the direction that they should go. We shouldn't be putting so much power in their hands. And I know that they're giving the power to the creators, but like Sweeper said, and him and I kind of talked about it, that you know this should have definitely been outsourced. 
from a PR side, they cannot have their name associated with it because they shouldn't be representing both the creators and the consumers. I do agree to an extent. It's tough though when kind of they're 99% of the market share. So they're continuing to grow. I mean, it's, it's also kind of a thing that I look at on the ETH side of things. OpenSea has done relatively nothing. So I think that's a, a tough comparison to make when Magic Eden is continuing to drive additional changes here. And we're seeing kind of these different iterations and moves being made. I mean, I'm excited to see the first project that uses this in some capacity. Uh, we'll see longer term what those repercussions might be because of it. But I have seen a bunch of people on the timeline blurring their PFPs as kind of like a, an FU to the whole system at the moment. I think it's a little bit funny. But uh, overall, I'm excited to see how projects kind of make this change and what, if anything, really longer term happens because of it. Manny, what's going on? Yeah, so... Think, we'll take D Gods as an example, right? That's 10,000 soul in volume a week that they're missing out on a thousand soul a week, right? Which is 30 grand, right? Like, and you're going to blur three images for 30 grand. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm totally cool with it, dude. Like, at the end of the day, like, all I care about is the project and them being able to have funds to build stuff, right? Because if they're like the people who are upset are the people who are trying to skirt the system and like, why should they get the holder benefits of the art? If that's the utility, if they're not even willing to pay the price of the art. Right. So that's like my out of context opinion, like right now with the facts that I know, I'm not saying that I'm not willing to change it, but just given what I know, that's where I'm at. And I think it's super early. Nobody's even used this yet. So like, the fact that they're actually willing to do something to protect the people who are providing value to the platform and them giving us something to trade. I'm pretty like, I'm pretty grateful for them having a, like the balls to do something about it. No, I'm in the same boat. I'm just glad that they tried something here. Uh, regardless of what that is, it doesn't even mean it needs to get adoption. It just clearly showing that they're listening to the market. And I know a lot of people have been outspoken about these 0% royalty marketplaces I've been keeping a close eye on them, not sure what's going on volume-wise. We have started to see Solonart gain traction versus Yaw, which has uh, primarily been watch trading, whatever you want to call it. But uh, the Solonart thing was more because their average transaction was about two Solana. For that, that shows that smaller trades are being made. So clearly there's people using Solonart. I mean, I haven't heard that name in months, which is uh, also kind of comical. But they've made a pivot and started to regain some market share. But I want to pass it over to Benny. Benny, what's going on? Great to have you back. Hey, what's going on, Easy? Nice to talk to you again. Um, I just want to think of like where Web3 is. Like, I think of Web3 as kind of decentralized, um, immutable NFTs. And this is just a step back towards it. I, th I think the same thing with Yaw, too. Um, there's just no good, like, these both ends, like, you know, it's they're pulling against each other, right? Um, you just got to stay in the middle, do what you keep doing. I think this is a step back, ultimately. Um, I think it's because mostly the way I think of it is allowing like a centralized VC kind of back business kind of, I would say, encourage this kind of behavior. Um, and it's just going to, I think it's going to, I would say like it puts like a stymie in the expansion and benefits that NFT like ownership provides. Yeah, I do. I do agree to that extent that it, it's tough. And I think a lot of agree that it's becoming tough for the fact that it is this central market monopoly on the space. And that's leading to, I guess, a lot of the sour taste because of this change. 
Overall, though, I'm more eager to see what actually do with this and how and what effect that has before I can really get uh, too vocal on one side or the other. I was just a change in general, showing that that adoption and kind of pivoting is still and uh, being frequented here. I want to pass it over to Mark. What's going on? Yo, what's up? Uh, I might be rocking a little bit because of my internet, but yeah, uh, I just wanted to say what Magic Eden did. Uh, I don't really think it's a it's a good idea, honestly. Because imagine someone buys an NFT, a uh, blood PFP, uh, because of the artist, uh, and then OTCs, uh, OTC the NFT to someone else and the person doesn't know it's a blood NFT and it gets to the wallet and it discovers that I think that might that might be a bad idea and then the person sells it for the full amount you know what I'm saying like he doesn't from the other person I think that might start an opera so like that's it's not a good idea for my kid and that's just what I'm gonna say yeah it's also uh, one thing too and Manny just posted it no no you're good. I could hear you. One thing, too, I want to kind of call out there. Manny did just post it, too. Like, Magic is still less than a year old, which I think even my, I myself tend to forget. And just all this this change and trying to figure out what the path forward is, is still subject to change. Like, I think even in a year from now, we're going to look back at some of these conversations and be like, holy hell, none of this actually matters. Space is already so different than what we just had in the last 65 days. So I guess the dialogue... And the other thing is, like, they clearly do listen going on in the space they're active on twitter they're constantly engaging the community so for me i'm just glad that they're trying something here instead of just kind of letting this run rampant i guess but i want to pass it over to a sweeper and then down to js and we'll hit some of these other hands yeah i think that anyone who wants this ecosystem to move forward and uh you know make it make us more money would want this illusion that uh these nfts are you know on the blockchain somewhere and someone can't just make them into uh you know bananas or whatnot let's not uh destroy that illusion with this blurring it's just not a good look i think that uh hopefully magic eating and you know take a step back and not do this it's not i don't think it's in anyone's best interest there are a lot of solutions that these projects can take without you know actually messing with the image just don't let them get dust don't let them what is the cats on crack crack or whatever it's called? Uh, don't let them enter your discord. I mean, there's so many ways to go about it instead of uh, doing this. And this whole royalty discussion, I'm just curious. A lot of these projects raise millions of dollars. Like was the whole point raise the millions and then just make more art and then, you know, make some sort of coin and that that coin can get you better art. I, I, at this point I'm almost flabbergasted. Why are, why is everyone saying, we need royalties. We need royalties. Some of these guys raised three to four, five million dollars last year. So I think we should uh, reevaluate a little bit. I'm I'm fine with royalties. Honestly, I trade on uh, Magic Eden a lot more often because they have the volume. So if you want to get in, you can maybe buy on Yao and then sell on Magic Eden is probably the best way. So I think uh, we need to reevaluate it. Let's not blur these images and basically get one step away from making them into bananas or, you know, pick a poop hey, or whatever listen, you want to call Yogi it. Yogi was ahead of his time, man. Those, uh, those hot spring apes, they were ahead of their time. If you listed under the floor, you got turned into a banana. The man was an innovator. He called us all poor when he tried to do a 2000 soul mint. People don't forget, or a 2000 USD mint for whatever the hell it was. Man was crazy. I was all for it. To be honest, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I minted soul bears. God forbid. 
There's a lot of people up here who have been in that boat, but sleeper, I do think one of the things you kind of mentioned there too, I think royalties in general are going to become much lower. Like I think the days of seven to 10% is not feasible any longer. And sub 5% is going to become that kind of golden range. And even that, I think over time, people are going to complain about as that kind of becomes more progressive. But I want to hit JS. JS, what's happening? Yeah, a couple things. On the royalties thing, real quick, I agree. I think royalties will be lower. But secondly, okay, why is Magic Eden still at 2%? If we're talking about, you know, creators being, oh, 10% is too high. Magic Eden at 2% seems really high to me. Um, I'll, I'll leave the conversation there. But in terms of blurred NFTs, I think, especially given the doodles raised, I think we're starting to see that you know, IP is everything. And from a project point of view, I get that it's in their control. I don't know why you'd ever blur your own NFT. Um, that just seems so beyond, like, logical. You're just reducing exposure that you have. Um, and then, yeah, I, I agree with Sweeper. Just limit staking. I, I really think that's it, you know, because as we kind of see the evolution of Web3 and these utility tokens, you know, Dust, Scrap, Forge all have, you know, significant dollar values if you just hold right and if you basically avoid royalties then you forgo that benefit and i think that's a pretty simple yet effective way to go about this so i do have a question has it been confirmed that like the deliverable or whatever the the cause and effect is is a blurred nft or is it still just up to the project because the way that i understood it was it's basically this they're giving them a list of what these numbers are of the collectibles and letting the project decide what that that repercussion is yeah, it's it's up to the project to decide, but the blurred entity is still an option. So I don't know why the project would decide to go that route, but like the fact that it's still an option, and it it basically the fact that it's an option means that Magic even thought that it could be worthwhile, and that's scary to me. I get it, but I also like to make a counter argument and kind of play devil's advocate here. It is up to the collection, and I think this is just like an option for the project to take. You know, so I think that this is just like here's the minimal viable result. But to Sweeper's point, I think we see a lot more of these projects go for like the you can't stake it, you can't enter the Discord route, and not so much like the blurred NFT. So for me, like I keep looking at it as a way of like they just give an option here instead of something where like Metaplex has not. They did also partner with uh, Coral Cube, which I thought that was fascinating, seeing two kind of competitors in this space make a play here. I'm now more interested in general, like what's what these projects do. And it's tough for me to really be like, yeah, this is a terrible move until we start to see projects actually have an effect and make a decision on what that result is. I'm just glad that there's, because if there was no option, we would just continue to see soul and art trend upwards in my opinion. And now if anything, I think that causes some form of stagnation now that we have some options here. I see Benny, Benny waving here, Benny, what's going on? Um, I, I have a lot to say. Uh, first off, I wanted to mention that Coral Cube uh, used to like have beef with Magic Eden isn't it true or aggregator anymore it just redirects to Magic Eden it's a pawn don't let anybody deceive you on that they don't market anything on social media <laughs> they're just like a marketplace just acting as is um, the second thing is, is like if we think about the web 3 ethos and I th want to think about Solana as a whole here um, this will turn people away from Solana because web 3 is about owning like your own assets outright um, if a single entity can change your NFTs on a whim, what, what are we doing here? Like, I'd rather go to Ethereum. I'm sure a lot of other people can do. Uh, I think that at the end of the day, this is just like, I don't think this has anything to do with protecting creators. I think it's about protecting their bags and their marketplace and their royalties. That's what it is. 
Yeah, I mean, there's certainly an argument to be made against that and kind of from that perspective. I do think in general, though, we may even see lower marketplace fees just to put like some form of iteration on that. There's just a lot of things that is tough because it's still uncertain where this goes. And like I said, it, it is just an option at the moment. So it's very, in my opinion, a lot tougher to just be one-sided on this until we see the first project actually make a stand and do something with this meta shield. I think, uh, like I've been kind of iterating here, I'm bullish on the fact that something exists. I do agree to some of the sentiment that... Uh, it would have been a little bit better if it was like a third party. But at this point, we haven't seen many third parties gain any traction. Could I say one more thing? I, For I sure. Think, I think in the future that, um, and this is something we're trying to work on, you know, the technology might be a bit difficult, is placing more of like the royalty on buyers. I think of it like a sales tax, right? When I go get, to get my coffee, I'm buying, like I'm paying the government a little bit. I think that's ultimately what would be considered like more fair if the royalty is like on the buyer people are buying in for a reason you know um and, and i think there's more i think it makes more sense if like royalties were placed on the buyer as like a tax kind of then well, how would that look company. benny would it be more like uh i mean like i guess i'm just confused i'd like to see kind of what that looks like and like what you kind of envision that as well i i just think of it like the coffee example right if you were able to rework contracts and then like just like on the sell it, it's just like the buyer pays that like royalty fee, if that makes sense. Yeah, so instead of the seller, it would be an added fee to the buyer's side. I actually have idea a lot. I'm yeah. curious if it could gain I, some I, traction. I think, in, I think it's entirely, I think it's possible. It's just, uh, there just needs to be some development on the tech side, coding, all that. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of see just what comes of this. I think uh, we're going to see more development efforts across the board in Solana in general. So I'm excited to see this may be the start and uh, for like kind of a, a longer change here. And we may start to continue to see iterations of other projects taking a stand. I'm also now curious, like if we start to get on-chain stuff and immutable assets on the Solana side, because then this makes this entire conversation null and void, you know? I want to pass it over to Manny. Manny, what's going on? Oh, I just wanted to say, like, if we get rid of the 2% fee on Magic Eden, right? Like, what's the next remonetization strategy look like? Is it a monthly fee? Like, are you trading on a pro mode? Like, what are you, what are we going to do? Like, how are they going to make money, right? Because, like, I, we need the servers to be up so we can trade. And this is the same problem that Binance faced when Vanguard kind of opened up shop and then they stopped charging these, like, quote unquote, frivolous fees. But, I think we're just so early that we need them right now. And I think we're almost getting ahead of ourselves too much by saying like, well, what's the 2% getting us? It's like getting us a website that works. Yeah, that's a fair argument there, you know. Um, other than that though, man, I'm more excited to just like see what happens here. You know, like I think that this is going to cause a lot of change and a lot of other stuff going on first and foremost. And, and it's day one, like I said. So still a lot of things that are moving and shaking here. What's going on, Glockness? Hey, how's it going, Easy? Um, I kind of want to go back to what Sweeper said. It's not Magic Eden's place to be doing this. It should be on a project level. If I'm a new investor and I'm coming into this space and I go on Magic Eden and I see the entire floor of an NFT collection is blurred, the first thing I'm doing is going to look into Ethereum NFTs. And I'm just being straight up. Secondly, the whole 2% royalty thing doesn't really matter. There should be 0% royalties on all collections. Any collection that is sitting here taking royalty percentage to push out secondary art collections, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like You're not providing anything of use to the ecosystem that's going to develop it going forward, and you're basically creating a Ponzi-nomic project. If your project is not delivering value back to the holders, 
like actual value, not just like, oh, we have a community, you get likes on Twitter, then it's not really contributing that much to the ecosystem overall. Community is one piece, but it can't be the whole project, in my opinion. And I think we're going to see a lot of projects that are reliant on these royalties start to fail significantly, significantly more over time. Yeah, Glockness, the first thing I want to say, though, is don't lie and say you're going to ETH. I think that's the uh, the biggest lie you just said about the whole argument. None of us are going over there. I don't even care if the royalty is 20%. It's still cheaper than gas in a bull market. But, uh, man, there's a lot of good points on it. I think the other thing, though, Manny, is like these projects that rely on royalties, I think that as a revenue-generating stream is going to continue to decline, and people are going to continue to focus on other ways that they can make capital and drive value. So I want to pass it over to uh, Deep. Deep, what's going on? Hey, Easy, how's it going? Uh, I don't know why my favorite launchpad keeps uh, gift wrapping a donkey and presents to me like it's a horse. Time and time again, I I don't know if they actually care about me, but it seems like they are just you know pretending to make me believe that they care about me. Last time they came up with this scholarship thing as as a PR move to save themselves against the Dijon Town debacle, but that was just a huge tax write write off if anything. But they made us feel that they care about the community. So now again, you know, such a decent uh, such a huge centralized entity, it seems is you know, responsible for decentralization. So it's a huge conflict of interest because now these moves, you know, it it seems like we are setting a dangerous precedent. Like, because if we don't stop right now, easy, I I, like who's going to stop people from taking these moves in the the future where, you know, the community is not uh, taken care of. Like at the end of the day, you know, we can try and rally as much as possible. But if, if if the entities in power don't really care about the community, we'll keep we'll keep taking these steps that put uh, decentralization in danger. So to be very honest, this this issue should have been much more easier to solve, and uh, you know it, it should have been in a way where where everyone came together and and sorted out the best solution. But it seems like uh, you know now we are just heading into a very dangerous uh, direction, and and it doesn't look too good to be very honest. Not deep. I like that you bring up a couple of those points. I know if you're in danger, I'm in danger. So I'm hoping the best for the both of us. Uh, what's going on, Haver? Havers. Yeah, thank you. Easy. Um, for me personally, I, I think the reason why we're seeing a lot of reactions from people is because people feel that uh, action by Magic Eden, which is supposedly because which which was uh, which. According to Magic Eden, is a step taken because of the creators is not really because of the creators. I mean, uh, we have so many of these projects. You know, after minting took a million millions of dollars away from from people who bought into their project, and then we have even lesser than ten percent of the projects uh, um, uh, gave what what they eventually uh, what the what they initially promised. So for projects who, who have failed to deliver what they promised, still, you know, uh, taking money off royalties from every sale that has been made, I, I, I think 
it's it's not really what to to even think about. So Magic then coming out to say, oh, we are we are fighting for creators, we are fighting for project owners who are here to build for the long term is not an excuse at all. This is just more like Magic Eden hiding behind cre- creators to to save their their own bag. So personally, I I I understand that we we have you know. Magic and all around the timeline, listening in spaces and trying to see what uh, people are saying. I personally hope they can, you know, get back to the drawing board and and just improve that because I, I feel people are kind of, you know, people are kind of surprised. I mean, like some good number of people are kind of surprised at that decision, and hopefully we see we see probably a better action taken taken by them because. I, I think the idea of royalties should even be prioritized by by one or by one on one artists rather than projects who I understand that many projects came here to build for the long term. But many of those projects that came to build, they got a lot of money from the mint already. They got a lot of money from different aspects of the project already. So they're telling us that uh, what can sustain them for the long term is from is from royalties. For me, I don't think it is a hundred percent truth. It is people who are really out there trying to get their hearts in the public and make people see the effort they are putting in. These are the people who should be prioritizing royalties, not projects. I don't want to mention names. We we got many of them took out millions of dollars from us and. If from the day right right from the day of the mint, we never we never saw them again. So um, this is just something I feel personally is the reason why people are kind of reacting, which I feel is normal. But personally, I I feel Magic Eden can just probably go back to the drawing board and then uh, give us uh, a, a better resolution from the initial initial um, statement. Yeah, I think the big thing here is like it's been less than 24 hours with this change. We haven't seen any actual result of it yet. I'm sure we have countless more spaces that we talk about this in full. So, I mean, at this point, I'm just waiting to see what the first project is that makes a change and actually iterates this. Let's hit some of these other hands. Frisk, what's going on? Uh, I don't know how relevant this is to the conversation, but it's just something that that struck with me a bit. Um, Everyone telling Magic Eden to lower their royalties whether wherever you stand on that conversation, I'm just going to give a quick analogy. Um, before I got into NFTs, I was trading or now you're like collecting d- designer clothing. I don't know if any of you are familiar with a platform called Grailed. Um, they charge 9% royalties when you resell their stuff. It's, it's like, it's, it's pretty crazy actually. And it turned into a meme for the longest time where the entire community for Grailed was complaining like, like you guys need to change it. Nine percent is too much. Like it's 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 you're taking far too much money from us, and they never did. And I think to this day they still haven't. It's still nine percent, and the truth is because there is no other place to go other than Grailed. But I think that if a place were to come out and do what Grailed is doing better, Grailed would have to lower those those royalties. That's very reminiscent of the situation that we're in right now. No one's going to leave Magic Eden. Everyone's trading on Magic Eden, regardless of those two. And two percent isn't the fucking the the big deal here, anyways. But it seems like there's a lot of like clapback from the community. But until we get that alternative, that is literally actually beating it, 
not just like, oh, they're doing cool shit, like actually beating it, like taking away market share. I don't think we're going to see any changes in regards to this quote unquote monopoly everyone is very worried about. No, I do like to mention there, Frisk, and I don't know about you, but the only designer I wear is Robert Graham, diehard fan, you know, uh, just immaculate shirts, got to publicly shill them. But nah, there's also a bunch of other places too. Like think of even like, I mean, Amazon takes a tax from sellers. eBay takes a tax from sellers. It's just like a marketplace fee. It's just kind of the sad reality of it. I, mean, I don't think that's ever going to change. I think uh, we continue to see from a marketplace standpoint, some form of that. It is a revenue generating opportunity for those marketplaces and kind of like an ease of use, especially when liquidity is present there. But let's uh, keep passing this around. I'm positive we're going to spend the next 30 minutes talking about this. So why not? XNFT, you tagged me in an interesting post. Want to call on you and kind of get your insight. That's what I wanted to just bring your attention to because that's what it boils down to for me at the end of the day, skipping over all the drama and everything everybody has to say, it's going to boil boil down to the legalities of it. And from what I, you know, my post kind of lays it out as easily as possible. um, There's no legal standing for royalties. There literally, there's been precedent set. There's no legal standing. Like eventually it's going to end up, I think back in court. If once, the FTC or whoever's going to monitor these things catches on, it's going to end up uh, in court. And I think Magic Eden's going to be in court. I think it's going to be a huge, huge fucking, a huge mess. So I I encourage not, not for, you know, engagement or followers or anything like that. Just read. I posted it in the chat here about the legalities. No, thank you for sharing that too. I plan to dive into that and try to understand it a little bit more. I'm not sure how quickly we'll end up with a marketplace in court, to be honest, just because there's, so much other shit from a legal standpoint that has to happen first. Uh, I think the more than a handful of people who have been uh, ducking taxes may be a little bit more in trouble than uh, a marketplace fee at the moment. But Redbeard, what's happening? Hey, what's Gucci gang? Um, I just want to touch on two quick points that I kind of like it, to be honest. Um, and the two reasons is, so I bought my Ute on secondary and I was like, when I saw this announcement, I found myself, I was like, yo, like, what if, what if my Ute was traded on YAW before I bought it and I didn't know, you know? So I feel like if it's used in, like, one use case potentially is that we do see that projects are being more aggressive in, like, enforcing their own royalties. So I think a lot of people who do want to be in good faith with a project, like, it's a good point of due diligence, like, hey, I better buy one that's not blurred out, you know? And then um, the second point real quick is that um, I think it's good if projects have like a smaller base of people that that they know are, um, yeah, it's good if projects have a smaller base of people that they know are like loyal sort of so that they can hopefully like pay out more rewards to less people who are like diehards. So, and I know Frank's kind of mentioned that. So hopefully like if things, you know, in an ideal world, like those are two cases I like it for. Yeah. I'm more curious what projects actually use this for and how it's used. And that's kind of like where I keep circling back to this. Once we have the first project that puts this in play, I think this conversation becomes a lot more interesting right now. It's just so much speculation and kind of just us spitballing what it could be. I, I will say the blurred pictures all over the timeline was funny as hell. 
So I'm I'm even seeing some now. Someone just posted that they sold Solana on Jupiter and they blurred out their Phantom wallet. Like the jokes are there. It's it's pure comedy. But at the same time, we're now consistently talking about this. So if they wanted the dialogue and the feedback, they're certainly getting it. Wanted to pass it over to uh, Sweeper. Sweeper, what's going on? And then down to Corn Dog. Yeah, um, I think that there's just no shot any of this goes to court anytime soon. I think that uh, it's going to take some time. I think what Easy said, it's more likely people are going to get in trouble for uh, taxes before anything happens with the marketplace. I, I mean, I just think they're opening themselves up to more competition. It seems like they're a little scared about, what is it, Haiti Swap and Elixir, uh, people with some real money coming to play. Um, that's always been the main problem with these marketplaces is that the buyers have not wanted to go away from Magic Eden. Um, you know, we had the same problem with Alpha Art. Same problem with, I mean, hyperspace is having the same issue right now. I think that once uh, the money's there, like the money's going to be at 80 swap, right? I mean, the guy has all the funds needed. Um, so I think this is all like preempting all that uh, activity. And it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm all for more competition. I would love to have like no marketplace with more than like, say, 40, 40% uh, market share. I think that would be great so that we can, uh, you know, we should have the power, not the marketplaces. Because, I mean, we're the ones throwing our money here. I mean, there would be these marketplaces would be nothing if there weren't de- degenerates like us buying in uh, investors. Some people are investors, you know, buying and selling their NFTs. So I think, uh, you know, this is Web3. We're supposed to have the power. I don't understand why we're just giving it away willy nilly. No, I do agree to an extent. The thing that I'm interested too is to see how well Hadeswap takes off. Swap has been a, an interesting play there. I mean, we've already seen risk from something like Bendow. So I do have some concerns about a public kind of... That also gets into the conversation. I know Space Monkeys and Solstice's project there has been heavily focused on that and where they intend to go with it. Longer term though, it's, it's, I just don't know the sustainability of some of these AMMs, especially say a, a project that has a ton of liquidity rugs. People are going to be sprinting to dump into that and just drain the liquidity pool. Want to pass it over to Code Monkey? I haven't heard from him today. Code, what's going on? So unpopular opinion. Um, I think that a lot of people need to realize that these marketplaces are a business. And I think at the end of the day, like, Yes, they have a ton of the market share, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, there needs to be more marketplaces rather than us complaining about the issue. Um, Without the marketplace, if we look at it backwards, we wouldn't be where we are today either. So, I mean, I I really do think that um, we need to take a step back, look into the situation as, you know, we are their customers and we're kind of at the end of the day, they're a business. We're at the mercy of them as well. And it, and if the, if the, like if they don't adapt to us, there'll be another company that comes up and takes the market share. So with that being said, I think that we all probably should take a step back unpopular opinion and think, you know, they are a business. They have to make money. There are people that are employed and they're going to be taking away royalties that you know magic eden is getting from um you know running the SaaS solution that they run so no that's probably the biggest thing like we are all consumed at the end of the day and we're going to go where the liquidity is 
if we start to see an uptick on some of these other markets, I think that's where people will inevitably shift to. But Corndog, didn't mean to skip over you. What's going on? Uh, thanks for having me, Easy. Uh, I just wanted to point a quick thing out uh, that I haven't really heard is like where the royalties that came from originally, right? When NFTs first started, the royalties were for the artists because we're just trading pictures on the internet, right? Now it seems teams have kind of like started abusing the model, right? So I'm seeing a lot more royalties go to the teams and like less of the artists. And it's not, it's not sustainable in my opinion. Like that revenue model is just not going to work out. So there's a bunch of things that I'm kind of like looking at here and trying to figure out where this may have some cause and effect. I think the biggest thing is just in general, royalties are going to get lower. And once we start to see that, I think a lot of these conversations start to shift even more. What's going on, Glockness? What's happening? Yeah, I mean, I kind of wanted to go back to, I think somebody said it earlier, like Magic Eden, what their messaging has been is like, we're going to listen to the community and we're going to promote the growth of the community. And this is actually going against the growth of the community. Because if you take any 100 level economics class, they're going to straight up tell you, Lowering fees, lowering barriers to entry, lowering taxes is going to increase demand. And when you do those things, you're going to increase adoption in a space that is growing like this. And then going about this in the way that they're doing it and like take basically taking the ball from the projects and making the move themselves. I just think it just goes against everything they've said they want to do. And I think it's just another strike for them after the DJ town or debacle and all of the rugs they've minted like. They keep saying they're for the consumer, but I've yet to see how they're for the consumer. And code, I know, like you said, they're a business. But at the end of the day, like you can be a business and still have transparent messaging. If you're going to sit there and lie to your consumers over and over again, at what point are they going to stop trusting you and move on to someone else? Didn't they say there's an option, though? Um, like the projects have to in opt in. No, uh, yeah, it is an option for the projects to opt in, but they're the ones that have gone out and created this instead of letting the project create it themselves, which is an overstep in my opinion. I was going to say, where has this MetaShield been hiding? It just popped out of nowhere in my world anyways. So it is new. They said that they partnered on that. Development effort-wise, we are still seeing people in project, I guess, try to figure out what the path forward is with it. We haven't actually seen it implemented yet. So to just kind of give some clarity there, it is completely opt-in by the project, which I think is a bigger piece here. We're still waiting to see what that actually shapes up to look like and where the first project that uses it is where I think uh, I'm most interested because that's going to drive a lot more of this conversation around it. I want to go over to Benny real quick. Benny, what's happening? Um, yeah, that's a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about. Let's like present a scenario, right? So Cats, they're one of the few projects that were announced. Um, so they're going to have their enlightenment, which is similar to like the D-Gods, the Dead Gods process. Um, from what I've heard and what I've seen on Twitter, uh, it's going to be like they might ban those who or ban those of who want to enlighten their cat if they have like royalty debt. So like easy. What do you think of that? Like of that situation? Uh, just like my taxes, I happily pay all royalties. I'm for them. I'm a, uh, a fan of them and I'm totally cool with it. So that's where I stand on it. I don't think I'll end up in the boat going uh, off the royalty-based conversation. Dude, paying a tax on it, it just seems like another step. I already tried to close a position on Mango Markets today, and just having to click buttons fast led to me losing $1,000. So any way that I can click less and not have to deal with a headache in any capacity, I'm all for it. I don't know, man. Like I just think in general we're going to see a, a bigger shift here, whether that's lower than 5% royalties, whether we start to see a shift in projects figuring out alternative revenue streams or royalties don't even matter. 
You know, like I think that's the longer term future. I'm still waiting for D gods to drop their royalty to 5%, I think is what they said. Once we see that, maybe this shifts more and we start to see more of that engagement. But uh, I wanted to pass it over to uh, Redbeard here. Redbeard, what's going on? Damn it, easy. I forgot my point. Uh, I was something along the lines of like, uh, anyway, man, let's move on. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. If, you, uh, if it comes back to you, raise your hand, then I'll skip everyone else and dive over to you. What's going on, Sweeper? Yeah, I think people are missing the point when they say the project has to opt in. It has nothing to do with the project opting in, why people think that Magic Eden's making a mistake here, or that I personally think they're making a mistake. It has to do with why is Magic Eden themselves offering the service? You have Cardinal Labs. You have all these other you know companies that could offer the service. They could develop themselves, or they could you know partner with them and you know without telling us and have those guys offer the service instead of Magic Eden offering it as a service to their you know creator clients. It just is a really you know it's a detrimental look to the ecosystem because. Magic Eden is probably one of the most trusted brands for a newcomer to the ecosystem. Maybe the old, old heads, you know, think otherwise. But when you have someone who has that much brand recognition, blurring images, it just seems nonsensical. It's like, okay, then these images are they real? Like, are you know, everyone thinks NFTs are a huge joke, right? They think that they're, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Why should these board apes be worth, you know, five hundred thousand dollars, et cetera, or whatever? If you you know mess with that illusion too much, then you know the exit liquidity everyone really wants that comes in from outside is just not going to come as fast. It's going to take a lot longer. So I think they should just not get involved. Other parties doing it are the project doing it themselves. I think there's you know do whatever you want, but when Magic Eden themselves are doing it, just like with the launch pad. I mean, the, how many rugs have we had from Magic Eden launch pad? I think it's like four or five. And in Town, they got the money back. Where did that money go? Does anyone know? Because I don't think the project has it. I have no idea. I didn't really keep up to it. Does anyone? I mean, easy. Do you know what happened? Yeah. So they did. They went towards uh, one of one artist funds, some scholarship funds. Now, there's a couple other things they've been tabling, refunding people from a capacity. But I, I think there's still some legalities that are happening with that. I know Ramos still on the large, running, causing chaos, uh, tucked away somewhere out. So he has not paid back any of those funds. The U.S. individual was forced to. So there is that uh, term, man. I don't know what that looks like. Clearly, that's a, a giant black eye on the Magic Eden uh, resume. That's something else there? Yeah, so they took the money. They got it back. They didn't give it to the community. They just gave it to, like, other people. I mean, I, you know, they have this launchpad, you know, debacle stuff. And now they want to add more to it, like, I want them to succeed because it's better for us. If, you know, they're a $1.6 billion company, whatever. If, you know, their number goes up, then, you know, all of our numbers can possibly go up. But, you know, they're, they're doing all this, like, weird stuff. I don't know why they're doing it. They got really smart guys over there. But, you know, everyone makes a misstep every now and then, right? Yeah, and I think that uh, whatever with this, it certainly has a lot of people interested. So, I mean, clearly we've talked now for 56, 57 minutes and counting. So whatever it is, it's certainly a hot button topic. I'm sure they're going to great. They move much faster. We can clearly agree marketplace at the moment. TH, wanted to pass over to you. What's going on? Hey, happy Tuesday. Thanks for having me up again. Um, I guess a few thoughts here. I'll, I'll first touch on my opinion on the, the royalties thing. I think I agree a bit with Solana Sweeper that 
maybe it shouldn't have been their role to kind of promote that. But from like a creator perspective, Magic Eden's attempting to offer like a one-stop shop for any project. So it's not just coming to them for a marketplace, but now a launchpad. We can offer you marketing. We can offer you other services. Now, if you want to protect your royalties, which are like a major source of income for the for for the project, we can offer that as now. So it's not really them taking a stance on this debate, but they want to own the market. They want to beat out these other uh, launchpads and say, come to us. We can provide you a suite of these services. And so I think that's like something to take into account is that they're not doing this. Like, like yes, it protects their business, but they're also wanting to kind of own other projects by being the only place that projects come to for everything. Um, and then I guess the other thought I had was, I mean, I'll, also from my perspective, like I've been working a lot more with other project creators and founders and like I've just been taken aback by the general age and like immaturity and disorganization I've seen from like other projects. Uh, and it's having me, I've, I've just basically taken a step back and just said like, wow, like I don't know how some of these projects have managed to raise hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars, like with teams that can't even do basic things and like mess up mints. And so word of warning to everyone, like if you have like big promises for a project, like do your due diligence on the team, like look at how they're producing announcements and deliverables. Like there was a project yesterday, I'm not going to name it, uh, but they're making like a credit card thing, but the mint site barely worked. And it's like, if you can't even do a mint site, are you really going to like have you give like, it's like a bank credit card company, like just, just, Take a step back and do your own research and, and really think about, like, who's behind these projects because a lot of the time, like, these people won't be able to even, like, manage joining a real company with a real job. So, two thoughts. I like to call out there, dude. I think that there's still a lot of things, too. Like, I look at the ETH things. Pixelmon raised $70 million. I'm a proud of four still, and I have no idea what they do. Uh, the other thing that you didn't want to name drop, I think SoulSwipe is a rug. I'll put it on wax. I'm totally fine airing that out. I've watched a bunch of the beta tests on it. It's a joke. I'm all set. Screw that. Uh, I want to skip Redbeard, I think, remembered their call. Redbeard, what's going on? Yo, yo. Yeah, thanks. Easy. Um, yeah, man. So so my what I wanted to say was um, I've been saying this since, like, the whole royalty discussion came out. And, um, like, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it happen. So we, see, we look at a project like ABC, 0% royalties, and we're like, hey, 0% royalties can work. Or, or, you know, a lot of us think that. But the truth is, if we take away royalties, it's going to be only, like, billionaires can come up to the plate, man. And I've been saying this for, like, since the very beginning of this whole royalty thing. And if you look at music, it's like, like, when back in the days of, like, Kazaa, man, I love Kazaa, but, you know, that wasn't good for music. Like, you look at now, it's like, bro, Disney, like, Disney, like, backs so many major artists. Like, major, major companies are the ones that make an artist, like, break, you know? So if we're looking at the NFT market, man, like, and we just do away with royalties, it's – I really think the same thing is, is going to happen, and it's already happening. Like, with when you look at, like, a project like ABC, um, D-Gods came from a time when royalties were, were, like, accepted and they minted well, so – you know, I know it's probably in vain, but I'm all for royalties. <laughs> We've seen it with Napster. Uh, if that's ahead of your time. We saw what happened to them. We've seen it with a few of these other Web2 entities that when you kind of skip some of this stuff, bad things happen. And I think I like the Disney mention when we also consider like Web2 businesses, they're going to want that. 
Like that's kind of the sad reality of it is, and they're going to want to hard code that somehow to enforce it. So I think longer term with more adoption, that's never going to go anywhere. I do want to reiterate, I think it becomes much lower than we're traditionally used to now. These seven to 10% just seem absolutely absurd. Fruits with the four other projects had 7% caught so much volume because of that royalty and just had traders cycling it. I wanted to pass it over to code though. And we're going to hit some of these other code. What's happening? Hey, so I kind of want to pivot a little bit um, on the whole situation with royalties and kind of talk a little bit about the launchpad situation. I feel like the sentiment, I'm, I know I'm coming off pro magic Eden here, but I'm coming off like pro marketplace rather. So like I'm a project owner myself and you know, like at the end of the day, if I'm launching, no matter who I'm launching with, in my opinion, it's not the mark, like the launch pad, it's not their responsibility for them to refund people due to projects actions, in my opinion. And like, I think that yes, Magic Eden is doing it due to the fact that, you know, there was a lot of faults on their end, which, you know, let's see when that happens. But like at the end of the day, I'm kind of getting tired of hearing like, you know, this is, this is the launchpad's fault. This is the launchpad's fault. When in reality, like if we did our own research and didn't mint these shitty fucking projects nonstop, like in repeat, you know, behavior that ends up like shooting ourselves in the foot every single time, this wouldn't be an issue. So at the end of the day, like, why is it the SaaS solutions fault that have, that are connecting the buyer and the seller together when, you know, like, it could be our due diligence that should be done in a normal investment scenario um, to make sure that the project we're minting, we have, you know, like our, our actual due diligence is done. So I think the sentiment there needs to change a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's always tough to be like, yeah, it's on the consumer because all morons myself included and probably the leader of the bunch in that statement uh, and it's a little bit tougher to kind of <laughs> yeah these consumers are the ones because dude when it gets thrown in your face like there's not a project i'm not gonna not mint if i if i think i can make money on it and that's just kind of the reality of the space here i wanted to go over to js js what's happening yeah uh back to code's point i think normally it would be okay if they're representing one side of the you know of the spectrum like we look at launch my nft if you're talking about degen mints, it doesn't get more degen than launch by NFT. And I think no one cares about what kind of shit that's launched on there. But when Magic Eden has incentive to launch bullshit, then you run into, yes, you've said they are a business and we get why they're doing it. But, you know, this is where kind of competition comes in and I'm so excited for support. I'm so fucking excited for support, you know they should have some level of just background check that, hey, look, the team is somewhat reputable. We're not going, they're not going to completely rug us. And I think it's just the fact that they represent both sides of the market that has me on edge about these degenerates that sometimes they promote. Yeah, I do like that you brought up Launch My NFT. It's, uh, it's totally a different spectrum from like a Launchpad perspective. We mint those knowing that there's a 99.9% .9 chance that it's going to be a rug. But with that 0.1% chance, it does a nice 3x. You feel great. So uh, I do like the call out there. I did bring Manny up. I do want to pass to Manny and kind of get his take on everything going on. Shout out, Manny. Shout out, Cardinal Labs. Curious uh, your take on this kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, 
a pre pretty heated conversation, but I'll give you um, some practical information so people can make judgments based on, you know, what they think, right? Like royalties fundamentally were implemented because for the longest time, take the ticketing world, for example, um, as soon as tickets come out for some event or concert, it, it'll be filled with scalpers, right? Who initially buy hundreds or thousands of these things to immediately list again, just for profit. That does a couple things. One of them being create a terrible user experience for people that actually want to go to the concert, right? So if the ticket cost initially 200 bucks, now I have to buy it for 500 because there's idiots on the street trying to buy up all the tickets just to resell and make money, right? Um, royalties exist <clears throat> for artists specifically because let's try to eliminate that, right? Like how marketplaces are combating that, uh, i.e. eBay or Ticketmaster or something is by charging exorbitant fees to make this extremely tough on scalpers to do this, uh, making it not worth, right? Um, now, there's issues here because now eBay takes 15% and they're making money off the artists. So the money isn't actually going back to the artists. Uh, initially, or, or, or now, because of Web3, we can have those same fees instead of going to someone like Ticketmaster who charges 30, by the way, uh, you can go straight to the artist that way he, he can be the one stopping most of this from happening. Granted, there's still going to be people who try to flip or scalp or, or whatever, but the, the, the core functionality of, of royalties was let's not give it to these ticket masters or Ebays just for providing a platform. Let's give it back to the artists who actually did the work, right? Um, and, and when you see some something like 5% or 6%, man, I, I could go through some of the marketplaces we use in Web2 and they are the fees are actually nasty, right? So... The fact that we want to keep royalties here, even at just five or six percent to the people that actually did the work initially in order to stop people flipping, I mean, that's got to be worth something, right? And I understand that traders will probably be upset, but but you have to look at the bigger picture and why royalties were implemented to begin with. Um, I'll also say that the this Coral Cube Magic Eden thing probably isn't the best way to do this, considering a lot of it is manual and you'll create a really poor user experience. Like if I were to go on Magic Eden and buy something, I don't know if there's some sort of debt on top of the NFT or if it's tagged in some way. Like, And that just cre can create just a disaster when it comes to really big collections. Say like 1,000 or 2,000 are tagged or have debt on top, but you can't initially see that just from glancing at Magic Eden. I think that presents a whole bunch of hurdles. But but the core idea, I, I think, should be accepted a little more than it is. Uh, it's it's sad that it's not. I, I try not to take a side. I just try to make rational decisions and why royalties were implemented to begin with. No, and I agree with a lot of things that you just stated, Manny. I think the big thing too, dude, is I want to circle back on it. Like nobody's ever complained about eBay taking ten percent of every dollar you make, and they still do to this day. Still so frequently used, a billion customers every year. That's something I can I keep looking back at. Like, dude, I still buy shit off eBay, knowing that they're going to take ten percent of it. I still sell stuff on eBay, knowing that they're going to take ten percent of it. No one complains about it. It's just like what you kind of get used to. So as we continue to see this, I still think it's a matter of what becomes and kind of iterates off of this and where that goes before we can kind of dive into like, is this a positive? Is it a negative? We're day one of this going live. I like that you called out it's going to be a more poor user experience because it's a manual process. And I think that's probably the most overlooked statement here on it. But I want to hit a few of these other hands here and then wrap up with the deep. We only got about seven minutes left. What's going on XNFT? You can move on to someone else. I was just going to say, I fund fundamentally, I feel like um, if we don't have royalties supporting projects with an income stream, it's definitely going to weed out the the people who aren't hustling to to get their project, you know, to keep their project above water. So that that's really a more like natural selection, you know. I think that it's it's forced and it's inorganic if you have those royalties. 
No, and I like that call out too. I don't think royalties will ever be completely zero anywhere. I just think that uh, we'll continue to kind of see some changes come in and kind of happen here. Sweeper, what's going on? I want to hit head sauce JS and wrap up with deep. Yeah, uh, just real quick here. I think it's a bad take to say, um, you know, Magic Eden is a la- their launch pad, their launching projects. You meant it's your problem. Um, you know, they have a whole doxing process and they're supposed the whole purpose of the docs is that they will take action against people that are doing a, a, a rug, like an immediate rug. And this whole D-Gen town, obviously, we don't have to get into it, but it was obvious that these guys were marketing it like way more than they usually do. That was definitely on them. And, uh, you know, if they want to be this huge institution, which they are, they definitely shouldn't be doing silly things like that. I'll leave it there. Uh, Sweeper, I always value the take on it, and I love the uh, the kind of strong opinions on it all. I wanted to pay- head sauce, head sauce. What's going on, my friend? Yeah, I just had some similar sentiments to Sweeper in the sense that if you know someone was mentioning that um, the launch pad is more like a SaaS tool, which you know in some ways it is, but I think where it gets a bit murky is they start to do a lot more marketing and pushing the product. So. You know, that's where people, I think, get rubbed the wrong way because Magic Eden is a trusted brand. And if they're pushing things on Twitter and stuff like that, it's, you know, it's giving people false hope to mint these things. Yeah, I do agree with that. I think that there is some form of false hope on it all. Uh, tough Because the, the market's just still so damn young. So like right now, I think it's tough to really have crazy strong opinions because I think like I've been saying now, a lot of this is not going to look like any of it looks like now. And we're going to kind of, I'm sure, listen back to this. I know I will and be like, holy shit, what the hell were we talking about? I know I'm going to be like, dude, what was I thinking at times? And uh, it's just going to be a totally different system at that point. But JS, what's happening? Yeah, um, one point to what Manny was saying about how eBay's fees and Ticketmaster's fees are so high. I think one of the reasons for that is because they're used as almost a last resort. People just you know, list stuff on eBay that they can't sell elsewhere. People put tickets on Ticketmaster because they have a deadline to meet. I think, uh, you know, with Magic Eden and creators, they have their royalties. Yes, royalties should be going to artists. That's a whole different conversation. But um, royalties can be lower just because it's a very speculative market and there's a lot of kind of upfront volume. Whereas with these tickets and individual items, you know, they're very unique from one another. Um and then, uh, yeah, let's just use hyperspace. That's my last point. Got to give some love to hyperspace for sure. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's certainly an interesting time. I think we're going to continue to see more marketplaces gain traction. Like I said, I'm keeping a close eye on a lot of stuff right now with like Solonart and some of these other 0% marketplaces. But I want to pass it up to Frisk. Frisk, what's going on? Then we're going to have D-Deep wrap it up. Okay, so I'm so sick of the royalties conversation. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spread some alpha here instead. Uh, there's a few Alkine projects I wanted to highlight just really quick, and they do deserve royalties. If you don't want to pay royalties, you're a broke bitch. Um, first is a project called Critters Cult. Um, kind of pixel art-esque. I think it looks really cool and really interesting. Uh, by the way, shout out to Near Mike Up only for this thread. He made a really cool uh, like thread on art and projects are coming up with some really, really dope art. Critters Cult is one to keep your eye on. Kalanosaurus, we've talked about a bit before with... Uh, 3D art, and they have the unique walking meta that I think is really interesting. Iron Paw Gang um, has their... You can uh, get whitelist to these by picking up, picking up a voxel monkey, uh, supply chain airdrop on Magic Eden, or, and here's some alpha, 
12 p.m. EST in two days. Adam Ape is dropping a 500-piece collection at 6 Soul. It's going to be on Exchange Art, so you guys know how that goes. Good luck. But those also get you whitelist as well. There is a project called Popheads. I don't know enough about it, but the art looks very interesting. Uh, there's Bungles Lily. We've talked a lot about that, and I think the art's going to be really, really cool there. And I believe this project is minting tomorrow, Yukio. Um, I've seen some of the art previews. They look very clean. And if you guys know Cozy the Caller, he is also advising them. Just wanted to break the train we've been in for the past about 20... Oh, God, it's been an hour and 15. Holy crap. Yeah. Imagine 25 minutes of this. I think we'd all be a little bit happier. But uh, I love the conversation. It's something... I mean, it's a hot-button topic right now, so got to talk about it all. Deep, what's going on? Wrap it up. What's happening? Come on, come on, turn the radio on. It's Friday night and it won't be long. Got to do my hair, put my makeup on. It's Friday night and it won't be long. Till I hit the dance floor, hit the dance floor. I got all I need. No, I ain't got cash. I ain't got cash, but I got you, baby. Baby, I don't need dollar bills to have fun tonight. Baby, I don't need dollar bills. Um, yeah, yeah, there's um, no better way to end it on that note. Deep, that was fucking beautiful. We love you. You're an absolute icon. You're precious. We must protect you at all costs. Shout out everyone rocking with us per usual. We got two more days of Solana Made Easy. We'll be back again tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Shout out all the amazing speakers. Shout out everyone's hot take on the conversation and the topic. RIP PNB Rock, and I'll catch you guys tomorrow.